This is Plugged, uh, a podcast where we discuss what's going on in the golfing world, bring you some insights, and we have full license to call it as we see it. I'm Connor McGowan, and I'm joined by Connor Nolan, Dave O'Connor, and Joe Neeland. There is lots to discuss. Jay Monaghan, uh, the PGA Tour Commissioner, coming out with a statement in the last 24 hours uh, discussing a complete restructure to the PGA Tour. Um, Brooks Kepka joins a growing list of names to join Live Golf. But first, Matthew Fitzpatrick made a mug of us all. Uh, no more so than you, Joe Neeland. Some direct quotes from last week. Matt Fitz, he's not a stayer. I don't see him holding <laughs> trophy at the end of the week. Well, Joe, that's exactly what he's ended up doing. What do you have to say for yourself? I don't remember saying that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, he proved us all wrong, definitely. Um, I think the each way bet ended up well anyway. Um, that top 10 we were talking about. But, um, no, definitely, definitely, like, uh, proved proved me wrong, I think, in terms of being able to close. Um definitely think it was like a matter of time before he won in the states but i didn't think it would be a major first one for him to win like it's it's actually very impressive and like i, I actually haven't been his biggest fan like as in up to this point i d- i don't think i warmed him too much i don't know if he 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 did much for me but i found myself on sunday absolutely rooting for him um even though Zalatoris was his you know adversary coming down the stretch uh I would have been as happy for him to win but definitely was like rooting for him and I was surprised in it um but yeah what an impressive victory it just shows the horses for courses kind of like uh, point as well like you know like he must have just had such good vibes going into that week like you know from even as far back as 2013 but um yeah impressive victory and hold my hand up no but i'd I'd actually you have to defend you joe because you've been right like you're right up until this year like in the last five or six years he's only been in the top 23 times in majors Mm. and this year like 14th fifth and first like it's just this year he's just completely whatever work he's been doing um i think it's been well documented now the work that he's doing on the like tracking every single shot, whether it's on nine hole with his mates or in a major, and doing a lot of work on, I guess, his body himself. And now he's self-proclaimed to be bombing things, which he absolutely is. Um, but no, it's it's just this year he's a different animal. It's class to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, wh- I think we all commented about him last week, so he he was definitely top of our mind. But I really didn't think he had. The mentality to get it done like i mean we i i had a quick look at some of his um stats before so like he played in two Ryder cups he had a record of five matches played and five matches lost so i always kind of looked at him and said like when it comes to the big stage he just doesn't seem to show up like um same with the pga championship whatever a month ago he just like it was there for him and he, he didn't he it's like he just couldn't handle it. Whereas this time around, whether it's the good vibes from all those years ago when the USM or his, just what he's learned from, from um, being in that position in the most recent major, he just, his mentality, like he just, I don't know. Um, he looked, he looked, he did, he didn't look in doubt, I think, coming down that back line. I think, you know, he, he had that three push, but apart from that, that was the only blip, I think. He just he looked flawless, really. That was literally um, the only the only time in the entire round you kind of said, "Oh shit, here we go." Mm. Like what was it? So, yeah, the seventeen greens and regulation. Like he's one of three people to ever do that in the final round in a major. Like it's just outrageous. Yeah, yeah he looked. Yeah. It looked like a. It looked like a a boy growing up, really, in front of our eyes. <laughs> I obviously have to also eat a, a massive slice of humble pie. But I do, I do think that we should be taking credit for <laughs> tipping him for the each way here. I think we should, we should make that very clear that it was pointed out that while we didn't think he would win, we did think he would get a place. But I, similar to Joe, didn't see him holding the trophy. Um, perhaps that's because he was actually holding two trophies because he brought the amateur along with him. So that was kind of the, the missing piece in my in my mind's eye. Um, but I fully expected him not to win even right up until the end like when he when he pulled the tee shot on 18 into the bunker mm-hmm. 
that was I was thinking to myself, here we go, he he'll bogey this and it'll go to a playoff. Uh, and I I would have backed Salatoris in the playoff, but I think it was noticeable how free he looks during the week, not just on Sunday. And even uh, himself and Billy Foster were kind of chuckling to themselves when he when he missed the birdie put on seventeen. Um, and apparently, I don't know if you saw Foster's <laughs> Foster's interview or one of his interviews where he he where he was he said he was thinking during the back nine, this little bastard's missing five footers because <laughs> uh, obviously he's such a good putter and Foster knows exactly how good putter. So apparently, that's what Foster said to him on seventeen. He was like, "Thank Christ, you knocked that five foot past." <laughs> Yeah, um, so that they that obviously laugh. were quite, but they obviously were quite loose um, under the circumstances. Like if, a, if a, you, you went so far as to question the man's intelligence last week. You 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 uh, you made some heavy claims. In fairness, though, when he hit that tee shot into um, the bunker on eighteen, it was an awful shot. Like, but yeah. such small margins. Like he, if he, if his ball was a foot to the right that lip or tongue or whatever way you want to describe it would have been right in his line. And it didn't seem, I mean, this is coming from me, a weekend hacker, but it didn't seem like that hard a shot. Well, he's, he described himself as a hidden hoe. So he clearly, he clearly had, I think the lip was in his mind. I thought it was interesting as well that Foster said that they actually had a disagreement on the AD&T. Uh, Fitz Fitzpatrick wanted to hit driver, and Foster wanted him to hit tree wood, and he ended up hitting the tree wood, obviously. Uh, so I think uh, I think Billy was a little bit uh, under the cot himself, walking down eighteen after he pulled the tree wood into the bunker. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like from your point of view, did you think the lip was in the way as much as kind of Ian Murray had initially said? I think that kind of because radar went up, didn't he, and said, oh. I think he might have a shot here. And in hindsight, was it just a really good bunker shot? You know, fairway bunker shot with a one-shot lead coming down the 18th hole of a major. I think absolutely, like, that's uh, fair enough as well. Um, but it kind of reminded me of Mickelson's shot in 2013 in Augusta, kind of when it was like, oh, what a miraculous shot from the trees, whereas he had a full yeah. swing, full shot at the pin. and um, But it was, still, it was still, like, a phenomenal shot. Like, you know, to, I don't know what it was, an iron iron to 15 feet or whatever, so. Yeah, ah, look, you have to give him credit. Oh, unbelievable under the circumstances. I would just make the point though that what is 160 odd yards? That's a, an eight or a nine iron for him out of a fairway bunker. It's not the hardest shot in the world. He probably, I think, he had to start at the left edge of the green and cut it in. I mean, yeah, oh, unbelievable shot. Fair play to him, and he he pulled it off when it mattered. Um, and yeah, I will. Uh, I I will actually just add in one thing about his round that I found a bit kind of. Shocking. Um, where in the field do you think Fitzpatrick was in putting on Sunday? Don't know. Out of 64, he was 63rd. No. And 35 putts. That's insane. Shows, I, I, was, I would say that good. that's... Sorry, David. That, that's as much of a case that he, that he, he hit 17 greens as well. Though. Yeah, you know, it was uh, just yeah. two putts, did he? Like, bar the three put yeah. on 11. Like, it was... That just shows how good his arms were. It was yeah. like he didn't win it by putting; he won it by being absolutely clinical in his arms. So I just thought, yeah. I thought that was a mad stat. That is crazy. Seventeen out of eighteen greens, though. Ball striking, That's- like mm. unbelievable stuff. Um, and poor old uh, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, geez, like how many times do you come knocking at the door? Um, but what has he had? He had nine major appearances and six top six top tens. Yeah, and three runners up. Like, yeah, three runners up. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah, he's um he's hopefully not going to be Ricky. Get the yeah. second now in uh, in uh, in the Open and get the Grand Slam of second places. But um, does but Ricky? I, have I don't that? think so. Has Ricky got, on that? No, I think I think Louis got that actually. Oh Was yeah, it? and Probably. and Ricky Louis, the, Louis definitely has wise. the. Louis definitely has the second place Grand Slam. Yeah, he does. Uh, as a man who has backed his season a lot over the last 10 years, I can attest to the fact that he's come second a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like you, have to, you have to feel for Zalatoris. Like he's uh, strokes gained. He's ahead of everyone else in majors, including McElroy, including Fitz. Like he's, 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 I think they're, they're Data Golf put up a thing on his putting for 
the average round versus the majors and he's well below average on week-to-week basis and then way above on majors like he just turns it on he had some amazing butts on yeah. Sunday in particular but he, he had a great yeah. run 18 I thought I, I, I thought mm. that was the end oh yeah, yeah. it looked in all the way uh, he the did I, I wonder though like I mean it's one of those things where you think oh he's just knocking on the door and he's going to get it done like I mean he does PJ Championship his putting stats in the first couple of rounds were really good putting stats this week seem to be really really good so he, he has seemed to have a well above average putting tournaments and he hasn't got it done I would question whether he's going to be able to like produce those types of putting performances going forward. His ball striking is obviously class, but I don't know. I think it can be one of those things, yeah, where it's, it's no, but it is, yeah. It's it's all it all seems to be adding up that he's going to win a major. Like he he will like to give one two or three. Like he's I, I, this year as well, and the majors so far. I think he's thirteen under for the three majors. Yeah, Mac, yeah. McElroy is eleven. Uh, big shout out to. Waterford's Waterford's king. Uh, I think he's at plus four, but just I think there's only a handful of guys who've made all the cuts, and it's great yeah. to see him in there. But like Zalatoris is uh, mm. maybe I don't know how he'll. I, I don't know enough about how he plays on links courses to to judge the open yet. Mm. But he's looks he's like definitely it's knocking a, on the door. Looks like it's going to be a major before a, a, a regular PGA Tour event for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Just... Keegan Bradley job. He um, yeah. Guys. He really does show up at the majors. But yeah, I saw that um, list that you're talking about, Cooper, where it showed the, the players with the best performance uh, in relation to part of the season. And yeah, Will Zaltoris, 13 under, Rory, 11 under. Uh, Seamus Power, six on the list, at four over for the majors so far this year. I mean, Seamus yeah, Power. I saw, oh, he's been amazing. I saw also Max Homa taking the piss out of himself on Twitter. Oh, I think. As well, at, at plus 17. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's done well, but Seamus Power has really turned himself right into one of the well, one of the best players in the world this year. Like I would say, in this year, pro- probably kind of top twenty player in the world. He's that's two big finishes in the last two majors, and even Masters. I think he was probably what top top thirty anyway. Um, yeah, he was. He was. To- I think he was top twenty. I think I can't remember exactly, but he's looking like um. Like that season ending tour championship top 30 is absolutely within reach from, you know, yeah. to go from a guy that was nowhere near winning a PGA tour event, like, you know, a couple of years ago to, to really contending. And it was funny. There was so much talk like during, I think it was the masters, the PGA. It's like, Oh, Seamus guarantees top 10 here. Like he'll, he'll get his, he'll get his invite back for next year. And like, he's not thinking about that. You know, he's <laughs> like absolutely going to make his way in by other avenues, like by winning or, you know, being in that top 30 or, there's a there's an amazing article about him in the I think it's the Irish Times or Irish Independent from just after kind of COVID uh, the third lockdown or second lockdown, um about how he's gone from like pre-COVID to literally nearly quitting golf or nearly going back to being a club pro to where he is now, and I can't remember exactly what it is. It's definitely worth a read, but I'm pretty sure all he focused on back in Waterford during the first lockdown was strokes gained approach so from i think around 140 150 uh, that was all he literally worked on he didn't change his swing or anything he just focused in on that and he attributes that to his golf at the moment like it's really small margins but i think that was what he really nailed in on or that was what he was struggling with before and yeah now he's as he said con one of the best in the world yeah i watched a video where he talked about something it must have been like very similar thing where yeah his um he just had a, a look at his stats and from whatever distance it was, maybe 140 to 150 yards, as you say, he was ranked like, I don't know, 200th on tour or something really bad. And then just, just improved in that, uh, made all the difference. What about Rory? He broke my heart. I backed him. I mean, like... That's not a first. <laughs> yeah, it's not a first. It won't be a last. Um, he, I thought for the first major in a long time, he just had the bit between his teeth and he was he was his, his head seemed to be in the right place to to get this done like he was holding those clutch puts but he just didn't have the swing the last couple of days he just he was hitting his driver left he was missing greens he just wasn't hitting it well he certainly looked like a man who was ready to win a major again i mm. think i i think in a lot of respects the most impressive round he showed all week was actually saturday 73 
because mm. we've seen this before, Rory, where things go wrong and they go wrong very quickly. But he he dug in, and to be fair, that also was the case on Friday when he had that. You know, he held that twenty five thirty footer for double early on oh. around after taking several swipes in the festival. Mm. Um, you know, I think I thought they were impressive performances more so than the the sixty seven, and then uh, in the first round, and then. To be fair, in the final round, he did look a little bit more like the Rory that was trying too hard. You know, he knew he had to shoot 65 and, and the front line, it was, you know, it was, it was almost comical at one stage. I think he had, another, had a par in, in eight or nine holes. It was birdie bogey, birdie bogey, birdie bogey. Um, but I do think he looks like a man who's ready to win a major again. The only problem is that that's now the case as we're coming into the final major of the year. Um, you know, it, it's taken him because you know, I never really saw him as being in contention at the Masters, to be honest. He kind of came, came from nowhere in the final day and then didn't really feature all that much at PGA. Um, but, oh, I don't know, he flatters to see for me. You know, he, he, he talks a big game and I'm not sure he backs it up all the time, but he did look like a man who was more, at least more ready to win a major, in my mind. It's a tough one, though, isn't it? Like, he's... Like he's gone up to world number two now. He's had a, a brilliant season since he since that Ryder Cup kind of meltdown back in the last year. His game has just like it's gone up and up and up. Um but it's it's hard. Like say he plays whatever, say twenty events a season, he wins a couple. Like there's just no guarantees that the, the week that you kind of win or the week that you really show up is gonna be the, the major week. And like He's been what second, eighth, and fifth uh, this week in in the majors this season. It's it's impressive, but he just hasn't got got it done. Like it's it's such small margins. Yeah, um, he's, yeah. and he's and he's he's playing. I think he's playing for the fourth week in a row this weekend, um, which is very rare for him. So I think he recognizes as well how his game is at a very strong point at the moment, um, and he kind of wants to make hay while the sun shines i suppose and hopefully that continues into late july at the open um 150th open would be a it'd be a nice one for him to get his fifth um but i think yeah like it just if you can just get one that's so easier said than done with the competition today like you know no one was talking about zalatoris this time last year now you've got another person to add to the huge number of kind of you know top guys and there's kind of a new world number one every three months almost as well. Um, you know, this time last year, Ram would have been the the absolute number one, but obviously Scheffler is performing outrageously well this season. I mean, when he when he made those two birdies early on on Sunday, I was like, oh, this is ominous. I think everyone was well, three three in the first four, wasn't it? It was first two. No, he birdied the first two because Ram did that the year before and went on to win. Mm. Yeah, it was like a it was like a sign. <laughs> That was almost the biggest shock of the week for me, to be honest, that Jeffler didn't actually go on mm. and win it. I was fully expecting him to win at that point. But he actually got himself into that position on Saturday as well and, and, mm. and had a bit of a mini meltdown on the back nine. But I think just to be clear on Rory, I think it is it is the fact that we are all holding him to a much higher standard, obviously, because of who he is. But I do think that you know, for him to be considered a grade of the game, he needs he needs to start to start winning the major or two again. Like I think Fitzpatrick actually quoted six as being the number he would consider to be to be called a great. I think that's obviously a, a nod to Faldo. Um, but mm. you know, I think Rory at the moment is is one of the great players of a generation, but not one of the great players of all time. And I think that's probably in our heads, or certainly in my head at least, and well definitely Conor McGowan's head. That's that's probably where he belongs, but he just needs to he just needs to get it done on one of these big weeks. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really that's a really good point. Like it literally is like again this year he's second in overall guys making all the cuts on the across the three majors. Um, and it is it's just that it's like if this was if if Shane McPair was putting in the performances he's putting in, we'd be bowing at his feet. Um, it's just oh, absolutely! This is, and, and this is Tiger Woods. Larry, like we're trying to compare him to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. Larry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If Larry, if Larry was having the year, Rory was having. I know, and in a lot of ways, Larry actually is just without a win. 
uh, we'd be, um, like, you know, last week we were we were obviously, you know, buoyant about Larry's chances at the US Open based on how well he'd been playing all year. Um, so that was, you know, another disappointing prediction from ourselves. So let's, you know, quickly move on to, yeah. <laughs> to something else. <laughs> yeah. It's um well I thought I on the Scotty Sheffer point I was absolutely fuming when he was coming up the leaderboard. I was just, I, mm. fuming it in the right word. I just felt empty. I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna ruin this thing. Like I was having such fun. Yeah, Scheffler's a bit like um Scheffler's a bit like Monday morning in, in one of these majors. Like you're watching you're watching a US Open final round on a Sunday night, you know, the elephant in the room is that Monday morning's on his way, and then you know the <laughs> metaphorical Monday morning of Scotty Scheffler arrives on the leaderboard with two birdies, and you're like, "Oh, this is great, man! This is going to this is going to be a lovely watch for the next four hours." I can't wait to hear Scheffler thank God in four hours' time holding that trophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll move on from the US Open. But before we do, yeah, I think we all picked Matt Fitz last week to be up there. None of us picked him to win it. Some other highlights, Dave. You actually called out uh, Scheffler, um, Cooper. You called out Rory. I mean, yeah, I suppose there. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh, have a leaderboard now. Yeah, we'll board, especially in the majors. <laughs> yeah, we will. Let's 100%. let's let's. I thought Sam Burns was looking like an all right one there coming up to Sunday, but he, I think, he's on the plane to the Travelers on Sunday. What looks it. Yeah, he was looking good for a while, all right, but he just kind of tailed off the US Open, obviously just just caught up with him. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to um, Jay Monaghan. So in the last 24 hours, people may or may not have seen this because it is quite quite recent. Came out with a, a big statement. They're changing the structure of the PGA Tour from next season onwards. Um he started his press conference with a statement and he said, uh, quote, I'm not naive. This is an arms race and the only weapons at our disposal are dollar bills. Um, the PGA Tour, a U.S. constitution, cannot comp- uh, compete with a foreign monarchy that is trying to buy the game of golf. We welcome good, healthy competition, but live is not that. So coming out quite strongly against live. Um, he claimed that the upcoming changes that they've uh, put forward, uh, the wheels were actually set in motion in March of last year when they were um, addressing COVID and how they would allocate cash and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot to take from all of the things he said. I've taken lots of notes. But the big thing that I see is... um, no longer will 125 players qualify or be fully exempt for the following season. It'll be down to 70. Um, There's going to be an elevation of eight events that will have an average purse of 20 million and only the top 50 players will qualify um, for those. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say a mini version of live, but like they're they they're certainly responding to the the live model in a way. Um, but yeah, I think the the big thing going from 125 players to rewarding the top 70 players. I I don't know how I feel about that. Um, well, it's an, it's entirely reactionary. I think is you know there's a few things here. It's it's it, it's entirely reactionary. But this was or something of this nature was in the works with the new TV deal. Like the, the the additional money the PGA Tour have have created here almost is is from sponsorship. That I think these deals have yet to be written, but obviously Jay Monahan has had some informal conversations with the bigger sponsors. Um, I think these purses were always likely to jump up because of the the new TV deal that they signed with the with the American networks. But I do think it is quite reactionary, and I do think. Kepka leaving might have had something to do with it. Um, I think that was wasn't all that much of a surprise to me, but I think it probably was a surprise to the tour just based on the comments that he was making in the run up to the US Open. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. It is sort of trying to almost make it PJ Tour a little bit of a close shop as well. Uh, you know, in in sense of making the big bucks for the the real top guys, and I just wonder how. 
difficult it will be for for some up and coming players. You know how difficult it would be for a Seamus Power to do what he's done in the last year to do that again. And I know, sort of separately, but somewhat related to this is you know Harrington was speaking yesterday about how what's gone completely under the radar is the DP tour tournaments are are losing some of their their status. There's going to be less ranking points now available for anyone playing in the BP Tour. Um, so it's going to become increasingly more difficult, I guess, to break the glass ceiling and get into the upper echelons. And I just wonder, are the BJ Tour helping to create this disparity almost, you know, or mm. create a, a greater chasm here? Yeah, and also, like, what direction is this going to go? Like, is this going to be, like... You know the PJ Tour has whatever fifteen marquee players at the moment, um, and thirty are getting into the final. Does it become you know a ten on ten battle PJ Tour versus Live, where they just you know have a ten man PJ Tour in an event, and then it's just a concentration of golfers, obviously. Um, and as you said, it's it's harder for the likes of Seamus Power to break into that, um, and many other examples. But I think what's also notable, obviously, is the new schedule, like the January to August uh, timeline for the PGA Tour. So there's no longer going to be the wraparound season, October to whatever it is, September when the playoffs uh, finish up. Um, So 12 months. So like, I suppose a couple of things, like is that reactionary as well in that, like, you know, you've eight months only for, for the tour players. So they can have that additional time that, you know, the live players have now been given. <clears throat> and also with the, say with the marquee events that have been raised i think there's what is there eight tournaments that have got an increased uh prize fund where like for example i think it's the diana palmer and the uh memorial have gone from 12 to 20 million um and does that mean that the likes of you know justin thomas rory and stuff will you know solely play in these eight events now as opposed to your you know other kind of lesser known um events and you know that just seems to be you know even even in the in the fact that it's eight events like you know that's a direct comparison to live as well so um i think dave's absolutely right it's reactionary and um it'll be interesting to see i suppose there is there is that season ending fall series that they're doing as well so that's going to be another another um element of it but i think that's only three events um so yeah it'll be interesting though but yeah you'd worry what you know, it's not just what's been do- called yesterday. It's what direction it's going. Um, that, that's the mm-hmm. that's the worry here. Yeah, to your point, Joe. I think um, <clears throat> as another kind of middle finger to live. Uh, am I right in saying it's fifty-four million has been yeah, added to yeah, the person yeah. cost? Like <laughs> I didn't see that. That's <laughs> like it's, it's just it's literally. And he says it's not reactionary, and like that lessons are kind of it, it ruins any confidence you have in the fact that this is all fucking hothead kind of really quick decisions have been made in the last few weeks just to try and put this fire out and i'm like up until up until maybe up until this week i wasn't worried about live at all like fundamentally um as a tour to kind of i guess take down the pga tour become this new standard in golf because like as ram said like i think we said it last week it's not golf it's 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 just not it's not what we've grown up playing. It's a, it's, it's mm. absolute money hungry kind of pure greed and, I guess, trying to turn it into a sevens festival instead of a, instead of a, a proper tour event. But when he's trying to throw money at the problem, and mm. he's, and he's increasing the cost of the corn ferry tour, uh, or the qualification for that, like by two grand or something like that. Like it is just, it really, really makes me worried. Um, the likes of Kepka going, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you saw Cantley's interview during the week where he absolutely cowered it out of answering a question about it. I'm, I'm going to assume that Cantley has gone as well. Um, and maybe one or two others. I think there's three spots left that they're going to gradually announce and make it seem like they've unbelievable momentum with fucking top 50 golfers in the world. But yeah, this whole. 12 to 20 million purse that is not no one gives a shit like these mm. lads are making enough money as it is like i don't really care if mcroy wins a million extra for winning the arnold palmer like don't give a shit mm. it's the arnold palmer like you shouldn't even need i think someone mentioned that during the week like even if it was a major and there was no purse 
it's that it's winning a major is what matters if an amateur um, wins like I, I imagine the buzz if an amateur went and won a major i like their name remember, do, you remember, do you remember larry won in Baldre? yeah Fuck, yeah like the buzz like just for a tour win it had nothing to do with the money no maybe it, <laughs> maybe he cared and he obviously got good sponsorship deals out of it afterwards but like for these events like maybe the european tour ones close to home matter but pj tour events majors it's not about the money like these lads are, are, are absolutely grand for the money and yeah with jay mon and coming out and throwing throwing dollars at the at the problem i for the first time i'm very very worried mm. yeah you'd wonder is there a tipping point where you know you mentioned some big names there like oh, up until now the names that have gone for it like no big deal the highlight was dj like i think D dustin and um richard bland were the only two live players to make the cut in the us open i think the shambo also made the cut in reed i think okay yeah i mean yeah they they hadn't played yet but okay fair um the jay monaghan does also, seem sorry go yeah sorry just gonna say it does seem like there's a bit of like to echo what cooper's saying like there is a little bit of momentum here though you know where it's like one after the other and possibly the people who didn't want to take the initial stick you know didn't want to have to deal with the media or the the hit on their reputations are kind of gonna fall now i think you know the dominoes maybe have started to fall here but do you, do you remember like kepka a month ago was saying no i wouldn't chase chase the money like that like i don't trust yeah. anyone anymore <laughs> yeah well that's it you know i think mcelroy said that yesterday you know it's very very you know duplicitous what they're saying here like you know it's it's very two-faced in a lot of ways um which I, is I unfortunate say, no, i think sorry go on to I think what you said about Cantley, you know, so anyone who anyone who you see basically cowarding or just back it off a question about it, if you can mm. you can pretty much assume they're going or at least thinking about it. Yeah, I think it just shows Kepka's reaction last week when he tried to vilify the media, I suppose, about saying, Oh, like you're casting a black cloud cloud over um the US Open, like basically kind of trying to turn it on them that that was should have been i suppose a red flag like you know just straight away um i think like it's also just i suppose hearsay as well but mark howe's rumored to be one of them um which would be wow huge. i think he i think he was no, pretty no. He, he cut us he cut it down oh did he yeah, the milk saga. Oh, yeah, the milk saga. Yeah, yeah, the, the important <laughs> issue. Milk, milk paint, was it? <laughs> he puts milk in. He puts the milk in first. He goes milk then cereal. Send him to live. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Suddenly it was like it was like Justin Thomas a couple of weeks ago. You see, Thomas goes sock shoe, sock shoe. He doesn't go to his. Uh, get out of the garden. He, he was pictured putting it. putting his golf shoes on in the in the locker room. He goes sock shoe, sock shoe. Like that is the behavior of a psychopath. Yeah, he's a he's a sociopath at best. Um, but yeah, bro, bro, like, bro, yeah. sorry, go on, yeah. No, just to just to go back, just one more thing on the sock shoe, sock shoe thing. I mean, what, <laughs> what sort of lunatic do you have to be? Yeah. Is this Justin Thomas or Justin Rose? Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah, thought it was Rose. Just he was talking. Yeah. Um, like one of these like this is okay. like what Dustin Rose is definitely one of those guys who like puts his jocks on last in the locker room like he's there he puts his shoes or he puts his socks on he puts his shirt on you know he just he's standing he's there just, more, you know. Justin, yeah. Justin Rose yeah. puts water on his Weedabix that's what David thinks <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I was going to say that I read earlier um, a quote from Brooks Kepka in 2020 he said money doesn't matter it's not something that's important. I just want to be happy. Money's not going to make me happy. I just want to play against the best. He has yeah. become very miserable. It's not going to change my life. Mm. He has become very miserable though over the last couple of years. So maybe he's going to try the whole money might make me happy angle. Probably worth to shout, I suppose. He's become a sour bastard, hasn't he? Like the, the Bryson stuff. Oh, I thought he, um, it, it was a little bit funny, but he, he really played it up, and I didn't really like that. Um, 
Yeah, I don't no, know. I wasn't went a bit I far. Wasn't a huge fan of it at all, to be honest. I think when there wasn't there fans heckling Bryson like as in yeah. fairly. I think when it's one or two, all right, but like there was just a ganging up on him, and Brooks come out and say, "I'll buy a keg of beer for whoever." Basically joins in. Um, so uh, he's, you know, he's he's that kind of bully character. I think Kepka. Um, kind of not surprised. I don't think many of the golfers that have gone have surprised me massively so far. Um, there's maybe a couple in there, but that was when when Morikawa's name was thrown into the mix. I was I shot myself. Like that was the first, <laughs> the, first, the first the first really good guy. Like if he went, the PJ Tour is dust. They may as well have sent McIlroy and JT with him. Like I'm so happy he he came out and kind of in a humorous way said, "I'm not going. Don't worry." Um, but yeah, they are. I, I'll just add to the, the the way they're kind of, um, um, I guess drip feeding us these players. Like these deals have been done months ago. Mm. Um, there's so much legal fucking stuff behind these deals. They're not signing Kepka last week. Like he knew about this. That's why Cantley is definitely gone, saying his team are taking care of it or look after that kind of stuff. Um, they are bringing it out very tactically. I'm pretty sure they announced the Kepka. Um, uh, kept me to live during Jay Monmond press mm, conference. It's all it's all tactical and it's all very strategic. So like they're they're not stupid. They they they're running a pretty good marketing campaign, but at the same time they're they, they they're still leaving the world golf rankings beside the players' names and like somewhere after we're fucking 500 plus like they're absolutely shite when you get down to the bottom of it so so it's still it's still not it's still not a competitive tour but the way they're marketing it 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 does seem like they're building momentum but in reality they're they're not yet but it's definitely getting slightly more worrying Mm. did patrick cantley really say oh i don't know my team looks after that I, I don't have the quote, but genuinely, it was that like it was that cowardly. Uh, he didn't have the balls to say yes or no. Um, yeah, watch it back. I it's yeah, I, and him, I I I would have thought he'd be fairly kind of stern, solid, um, guy on the PGA Tour. Like, did he win the FedEx Cup? Yeah, um, like oh, I don't know. Anyway, what I find yeah. interesting, what I find interesting here as well is is the DP Tour haven't actually taken a stance on this. I think they're allowing the live players to play this week in Germany. I don't know if any of them are actually playing, well, certainly none of the big names are, but they are allowed and they haven't actually taken an official stance on it. And just, you know, based on what I alluded to earlier with, with Harrington's, I think Harrington's actually, in his actual quote was, he was distraught at the, the prospect of the, the world ranking points, you know, being diminished on the DP World Tour. I just wonder... Mm. Is someone like Keith Pelly, is he looking at this and thinking, you know, maybe a strategic alliance with Live makes more sense for us than with the PJ Tour at the moment? Because, you know, the PJ Tour clearly aren't well, they're 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 under attack themselves, so they're looking after their own house, but the P World Tour has certainly been left behind and you know, sort of has been for an awful long time. So I just I would I would think watch this space. I wouldn't be one bit surprised if if Keith Kelly decides to to side with Liv, to be honest, I think uh, yeah, they're the most like if you look at the power dynamic at the moment, you've probably got the majors right at the top, like they're all pretty sweet on their shots, whatever way they want. But if you work your way down the list of who would be in control, I would say right there at the bottom is the European Tour, DP World Tour, like and they're they're um. Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I when 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 I first heard that, I think it was last week when they were allowed to play in Germany. I I actually initially thought that was the PGA Tour working with DP World, saying, "Right, just let them play on your tour, and maybe there'll be a, a few a few world kind of uh, well, not, not not the world's best, but some some good golfers that'll come on to and play in that when they." don't have a live event going on um and i thought the reason was that it might kind of i think poulter has taken legal action against pj tour there's some some guys are fighting back against the ban from the pj tour and i thought jay monon might have said 
let them play in the deep Europe tiers. So they have somewhere else to play that's somewhat aligned to the PGA Tour, but make it oh, like a lesser point. event. I but I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I I do think you're right. Um, that the DP World Tour might now see this as an opportunity to up the the average world ranking in the field. Um, yeah, I'm not sure which way it's going to go or what's happening in the background, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Well, the Europe DP World Tour certainly can't make the move that Jay Monahan made last night, anyway. So. Their, no. their hands, their hands are almost tied with it. Um, but I, I think Louis and Sergio are playing in this um BMW event. Um, so it'll be interesting to see after that. Yeah, the European yeah, Tour just need to they need to man up and force the Irish Open to play in a Lynx course and make it a Rolex event again. Yes, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> give, give to people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Create the link swing. We all want that. Like, I don't know how that's not a big thing. Like, you know, Irish Open, Scottish Open, the Open. I mean, it make is it disgraceful. Happen. It's absolutely it's, disgraceful. Yeah. It's not going to happen for a few years anyway, because I think the K Club have it in, is it 2025 or is it next year? Uh, 24, I think. Okay, or no, is yeah, it 20, it, 23 and 24? 20, I think Adair are going to have it as sort of a Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. Adair uh, and Tuna. Adair's 26, I think, no? Yeah, so that's the Ryder Cup. Yeah. The Ryder Cup's 27 Seven. in Adair, yeah, so it's a, it's a Ryder Cup tune up for them. Now, God knows what the Ryder Cup will look like by then, but um, I don't think the dust is going to settle on any of this until next season, let's say. You know, I think a lot of it's just conjecture at this point. I would love to see a Live versus PJ Tour style Ryder Cup. That would have a nice bit of bite to it. That would be class. Proper rivalry, like yeah. yeah. Winner, winners, winners. Uh, our losers are banned from the following year's majors. <laughs> yeah, a, a literal, a literal good versus evil. <laughs> yeah, you don't get enough of that anymore. Yeah, um, world well, ranking. Well, that the, that's the big thing that I I, I think live probably fans see themselves. So. The, the thing with the world ranking is they don't recognize 54 whole events now live have branded their whole thing as a 54 whole event so i wonder are the world golf rankings going to play ball that's been pretty close regardless though it's two years before they can get um like the the past i suppose um allocate world golf rankings for their events isn't it that, is, I think that was. I th I think so. Um, you talking about the divisor because the the divisor is like over a two year period, isn't it? Or is there some? It, it, it could be that. Yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be the divisor. Um, but I thought it was said that regardless, it was two years. But I'm sure they've looked into ways around this. Um, and this might have been an initial kind of concern for for them. Um. But yeah, that's the big one. Like as in, as you said, like you know, putting up their post of the world rankings of their players um, that are playing in the event in Portland next week. They're not going to be able to keep doing that anyway. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it's just they're just going to fall back and back. Um, well, so. like imagine a world where you, you have like Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Cantley, these lads that are you know kind of towards the top of the game, and then suddenly they can't get in to majors i mean deshambo has whatever exemption he gets from the us open but some of these guys imagine like they were to look back on their career and say oh i wasn't able to play in the majors from 2023 on because i made this money grab decision like i mean that's yeah i think they're they're just being sold they've been sold a future where live golf is the new standard of golf and I don't know whether it was the money or whether they actually believe what they've been told by by Craig Norman. Uh wouldn't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. Like, but that that will make you more inclined to believe it is just a money, a money grab. Um, but no, it's like the it, it, the whole 54 hole um like it, it's just I I just don't it's not like it's the same as when you get to the Saturday, Saturday evening in a major. Like there's still a whole fucking round to go. Like it's not, it, 
to, to anyone who's ever won a golf competition that's been a professional tournament has been over 72 holes. Like a lot of lads have led after Saturday evening. Like it's just it's to do the four rounds in and out. So I I don't think the world rankings will bow down to um I I just don't see how they can for one tour with uh, a bunch of fucking teams that have oh did you see they they also uh they hired a better uh, graphic designer to update the logos. <laughs> so, did they? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. They're they're looking. You mean they hired a graphic designer? But I just don't. I oh stop! I just don't see. I I don't see the world ranking uh, uh, making an exception for this. Like it just, if they do, it would be very very surprising. Um, I would love if they yeah. didn't. And I I would I would love if like say Greg Norman and all the boys who were organizing this live golf thing and they were sat in that boardroom and they were just pitching all this thing. We're going to have teams. We're going to have this. It's going to be 54 holes. I wonder did it dawn on any of them that the world golf rankings don't recognize 54 holes. And now they're like, shit, why did no one say this up until now? Like, well, Greg I'm Norman, not not I, wouldn't 54. Be, I wouldn't be surprised because they're, they're, they've, obviously modeled the whole thing around 54 holes and obviously LIV, but the, the season finale, I think is 72 holes. Oh, is it? So, I mean, the, the seven, the finale of the 54 hole branded golf league is 72 holes. <laughs> so I'm not sure there's a whole lot of creative thinking gone into this bar, like, just, you know, throwing ideas at a board and seeing what sticks. No, it's, it's definitely like, I, I don't know the number, but how many majors would Greg Norman have won if, Majors were fifty more holes. Yeah, that's it. He just fucking, he just fucking hates seventy-two holes tournaments. Yeah, you just can't. Say, but he probably would have started bottling them after thirty-six holes if if they were only fifty-four holes. Yeah, yeah true. And um, look, I think we're going to be talking about live for so long. Uh, certainly worth a mention. Leona McGuire uh, lost in a playoff to was it what what was it? Kelly Cup Cup Joe uh, Jennifer Jennifer. Jennifer, Jesus, sorry, yeah. Um, and Cord- Nelly Corder Cord- was in the playoff, yeah. Yeah, Nelly Corder lost in the playoff. Uh, Leon McGuire, she's she is absolutely flying. She is up to 13th on the money list in the LPGA tour, 20th in the world. Um, major this week LPGA championship on a congressional. She would certainly have to fancy her chances. Another Irish hero, sporting hero of ours, did very well in congressional 11 years ago. Um so yeah, I it was on at the same time as the, the US Open, the, the climax, so I didn't actually see it. Um I don't know, did any of you guys catch any of the clips of, of Leona? Yeah, I had the, the, the double screen up while Fitz was on seventeen. Um yeah, like uh it, it, it she was lucky to get to the second playoff hole, to be honest. Uh Club Show should have eagled the, the first playoff, like she ripped it down the middle and then put it into three feet on a par five um, and somehow missed it. That was on court about out. Um, and yeah, then she actually on the, on the second playoff hole, she found the rough off the tee and somehow managed to squander it up onto the green. It looked like she had a bit of a chance at one stage, but uh, yeah, just missed a top in birdie. It was really, really disappointing um, to bring it down the third. Um, but again, like when she's playing with, names like that and cord i think she's only coming back from a pretty serious kind of um spout so to see her back up is great again but to have leona there uh, i'm not sure what odds she is for the for the kpmg but yeah she's she's one of the best in the world it's it's class to see yeah she's um i mean she was well number one amateur for so long and she obviously went her own way to do things uh but she's just slowly but surely climbing up and yeah, she's going to be a major champion pretty soon, I'd say, next couple of years. Good, 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 yeah. Calvin woman. Yeah, we're in that position in the, in the, in the rider, in the Solemn Cup, sorry, uh, last year. She's clearly not afraid of the, kind of the spotlight, you know, when it's, when it's brightest. Um, So I don't think we have any fear. It's just about, I think she just had a bit of a sort of hangover from the Solemn Cup there for a couple of months, but she seems to be performing very well. And um, yeah. She's she's on the right track, definitely. I will uh, I will just add one thing here after watching some of the build up for the KPMG. Um have you seen what they've done to the tent in Congressional? Yes, no. I have. 
like to any remember I, I i just remember tiger plunking three in a row in there like it's it's uh, it's kind of over a lake or a river um a really long flat green and it's just one of the most yeah. terrifying par threes and now it looks like the fucking tent in Loch Ern. like it's kind of just a little squint out into yeah into like what they butchered the fuck the were they butchers. Oh, they butchered, they butchered the 11th as well, the, the par four or five at that. They just took out almost every living organism on the hole and just and now it's just this bland, dead straight par four with a bit of bit of rough either side of it. Oh, yeah, it was the dense kind of trees left and right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because it was a congressional, very, you know, old golf course. So, like, obviously, there would have been a lot of, you know, old oak trees and stuff. Um, oh. And they kind of. Give a lot of character to the course. I don't know. I don't know. Did, did they also I, flatten the side of the, the the rough there as well? It looked like there was because there was mounds there before, wasn't there? Like kind of, mm. if your ball pitched up there, it might have kicked a bit left to right. But it looks like they've actually dug into the the turf as well. Um, yeah, I don't know what the rationale for that was. Yeah, no, it? just do, do yourself a favor and look at the tent. It, it, it actually, I was fucking shocked when I saw it. It's, it was. Yeah. It's it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst golf hole revamps I think I've ever seen that's mad the tent is the one where Rory didn't nearly make that hole in one in the last round yeah yeah spinning back to the hole wasn't it yeah what competition was that was that a US Open that was US yeah, Open, it was US Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a uh, it was very soft and it rained all week so Rory yeah. was just out there throwing darts yeah what a man what a man but um so this week it feels it's a big tournament uh the travelers in the pga tour uh looking at the field scotty scheffler mcelroy justin thomas cantley um speed load of big name but yeah week after a major it always does feel a little bit uh more flat um but yeah i think joe you mentioned it earlier rory playing four weeks in a in a row i'd say his head will be mangled by the end of it yeah i'm retiring from giving tips anyway so <laughs> i'll uh, sit this one out <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about matt fitz is a great tip it's a great yeah, tip no. that we all we all should be taking credit for um, no i actually the, tra- agree. the travelers is it is a it is one of the bigger ones so um sorry well not like when you know it's outside of you know your memorials and your arnold palmers and um, there have been some memorable moments over the years you know speed spunker yeah all out yeah. Travelers, yeah, yeah, celebrate yeah. great celebration with greller uh, and there was a time a squirrel ran from the mackerel when he was trying to hit a drive so, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is actually a this is actually a this was a jim fiorix 58 as well yeah, it was. Yeah, and last yeah. year was the it was was it an eight hole playoff that Harris English, yes, uh, outlasted uh, Aslan Kramer. Um, what name? No, but, like it's a good, it's a it's always a good tournament. Um, McElroy again, just on the kind of strokes gain side, miles ahead of everyone else. Um, so it would be, it would be peak McElroy to win the tournaments before and after a major and yeah. short of the major. Um, yeah, so I would absolutely. I would throw money at him. Um. There's one I, I we're not doing tips here, like but uh, Brian Harmon. No, we are. Very we well are. If you got if you got a tip, if you got a tip, <laughs> you give your tip. <laughs> well, I don't know now, but Brian Harmon played very well last week. Um, I was thinking about Brian, I was thinking about Brian Harmon as well. He's got a he's got a great record here. He's some operator as well. He has a great he, record here. I think he's third in the strokes gains here, and he's sixty six to one. Yeah, like he is very he was good top five it. last year as well. I think four top ten. At this event, this is one of the shortest yeah. courses I think they play on tour. It's yeah. it's definitely definitely not long. TPC River Islands. Um, and Brian Harmon's another very small man in in keeping with you know small men winning golf tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I've no I've no I've no comment I've no comment to make on on the man's intelligence this week. But yeah, you know he, he plays well here. So and no he is yeah no harman harman is 661 i i can't believe he's 661 i think they've missed a beat here i think he's going to go off at about uh 40 to 1 when they open the odds so yeah fill fill your boots um scotty scheffler though would be it's too it's too simple of a, a pick but like a man who uh obviously he's done what he's done this season didn't seem to play much um up until the PGA Championship, now he's obviously caught form again with the US Open. I wouldn't say he's burned out. I'd say he's fresh and ready to go. I'd be lumping on Scotty. 
What about um? I'm not saying I'm backing him, but um, Keegan Bradley, um, he because it's in New England, and he obviously he was a big fan favorite last week, and he was really, you could see he the the crowd are really helping him along. Um, so I think he he's a decent shout. Like his form this year has been really good. Um, he's had a couple of very good finishes. Um, did anyone see his Duff chip? By the way, uh, I think it was on the Saturday. Uh, at the back of one of the greens and his caddy was in the background when they showed the slow-mo and he's actually smiling at him as he duffs it so <laughs> I mean, yeah 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 at least he's uh i don't know he's a funny character keegan i didn't know he had that many fans so, yeah he's um well i mean local man apparently through the uh opening pitch in fenway we were in fenway joe we you weren't in fenway with us cooper were you yeah no no i wasn't um yeah fair play to him so yeah that's that's it dave uh did, did you give a tip there dave did you oh you did you said brian Harmon, didn't you i do i i i would have i would have spoken about brian Harmon and um, myself and cooper on the same page with him i i like i like seamus power to have a good week too uh for it's worth okay. um i think it's golf course that well there's not too many golf courses that don't suit jamie anymore but i think it is a golf, golf course that could suit him and um, so yeah, Seamus okay. Power will will have a good week. Also, okay. we're gonna have a yeah. we're gonna have an absolute massive pot to throw at the JP McManus Pro on there after Brian Harmon wins. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Are all three you going to the uh, prom? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. Connor. We're gonna we're we might have we might have an on-site pod actually. Yeah, she's actually yeah. We will focus. Let's uh, interview Bryson, interview Bryson and Brooks. Well, lads, <laughs> that's actually a good idea. I mean, yeah, no, I probably won't. You probably be drinking too many beers to be able to hold a conversation. We'll have you. We'll just put you put your face on an iPad. Perfect time, perfect time to to interview Bryson and Shamba <laughs> after a few pints. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely lit, smoking so, a fag. Uh, so, Brooks, how much did they uh, pay you to come onto the tour? Yeah. Um, leave the price of a pint in this place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be interested to see what uh, you think of it there. I'd say it's absolutely sick down there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm it's, actually looking it's... forward to seeing it there almost as much as some of the players. Like it's, uh, you know, it's. it's yeah, have you? Great. Has anyone played it since uh, it's been done? No, no, no. Price did it one session. It was just I had to turn the screen off. It was, it was too much money. Um. <laughs> I would love to I imagine going down there, spending a night or two down there, and then just playing golf. It'd be silly business like. Um where I think we're just about up, lads. But one thing I actually noticed the uh the amateur was on last week. Um and 290 players uh played in it. Top 64 obviously made it through to the match play. Eleven Irish amateurs got through to the um to the match play. Um I think the fur the one who got furthest was Luke O'Neill from Oh no, sorry, Alex Maguire made it from your neck of the woods kind of Cooper, late down in Bettystown. Uh yeah, Bettystown. He just came off winning the East. Um ah. so he was in he is in shit hot form. Um I think he was very I didn't watch it now, but I believe he was very disappointed to go out. I think he should have won a semi final. Um and yeah, I guess Irish people have a good record in that sure Sergu won it not so long ago as well and it gets you into the open i think if you win it yeah so open I'd say and masters. Very, where, yeah, where I'd was the it's going to be in bally in a couple of years as well it's going to be oh is it yeah. That. Yeah. yeah it's going to be oh, returning yeah. to the emerald isle that'll be amazing was it on in oh, i'm definitely going to get port marnock in 2019. yeah yeah so in, in port marnock yeah 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 i was out at that um joe joe was joe was ready to for him i think what? It's a Joe who had, had the red carpet out from out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. Nealon, did you ever walk into, into Port Marnock Pro Shop with Joe Nealon? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're with an important man. It's because you are. Everywhere Joe goes. This, this man, this man carried in the USM. No fucking lesson. Yeah. We need to get you and Ferguson on, Joe. Um, Absolutely. A recent winner. Yeah, recent winner. But just on the the amateur, uh, Mark Power came third in the stroke play. He's a player I've followed him for a while now. 
I think he's from Kilkenny. Oh, he's mm -hmm. over in Wake Forest. So I presume he's the same team as Alex Fitzpatrick, Matt's brother. But he seems like yeah. in, in a couple of years. It's always hard to know with the amateurs, isn't it? You, you never know how they're going to actually break through. But, but Mark Power would be my pick for five years' time. He uh, played Walker Cup last year with uh, John Murphy, didn't he, from Kinsale? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they and they had a good, good uh, kind of bonding, like the few good uh, matches. I think they won two and drew one. Like, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah they played very well together. Yeah. 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 Um, no, it's a uh, yeah. No, it is. Uh, I think uh, as well, just on the Irish amateur golf scene as well. The um, the final of the U.S. Open qualifiers is coming up too. Um, and I'm not sure there's a good Irish. I think there's eight eight lads coming out of Baltray. Um, oh, you mean the British? The British Open qualifier, yeah. British Open qualifier, yeah. So uh, hopefully, lads have done well, especially the amateur from. I'm not sure where he's from. Luke O'Neill, I think it is Luke O'Neill as well. Actually, shot seven under at um, at Baltray to lead the qualifier series around the golf. So, I think he's 15 years old. What? Like, uh, I could be. I hate saying that on record now, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's a young lad. So yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the lads get on well, and a few a few Paul Duns can uh, yeah. come up and. Compete in the open again. Is that I was in St Andrews as well? Mm, well so, yeah, I backed Zach Johnson that year, and uh, he came in and ruined the party, but he made me a nice few quid. Um, but has that always been a thing? The open qualifier at Baltray, or is that brand no, new? It's every every few years, I think. Um, it's it was here. Yeah, I think it was actually the last time it was in St Andrews. It might have been at Baltray, but it's not every year. That's just the East. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it there, man. Uh, so that's it from Joe, Dave, Cooper, and myself at Plugged. We'll uh, see you next time.